Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Everybody, welcome back to the DK Steelers podcast. I'm your host Chris Carter here with my friend and co-host Dale Lolly, and it's Week Six. It is upon us, Dale. There was no Thursday night football this week. It feels weird, but I don't mind it. No, we got enough football last week with the uh, Tuesday night games and all the, you know, double Monday night games the last few weeks. Thursday night off is not so bad. Yeah, I'm not complaining one bit. Let's talk about. The top news for the day heading into heading into this weekend. It's Friday here on the DK Steelers podcast, which means we've got the Thursday injury report, which was pretty much down the line good news for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Dale. Yeah, and it's no surprise, as I wrote earlier in the week, uh, they're not going to have David DeCastro for this game. Right. Uh, we'll see about Deontay Johnson, but everybody else for the Steelers is healthy. Um, you know, they, they, they dodged a bullet with Marquise Pouncey. Um, you know, there, there, there's a possibility. I, I don't expect Stefan Wisniewski to play in this game, uh, but he'll be back sooner rather than later. And so they're, they're not in bad shape when it comes to the injury bug. Uh, Cleveland, on the other hand, is all kinds of banged up uh, going into this game, uh, most notably with Baker Mayfield and, and both of his wide receivers. Yeah, that's, um, th- that's what I'm looking at here because Baker Mayfield, he was able to practice in a limited fashion, uh, but – you know, he mentioned his ribs. Um, both Odell Beckham went out with an illness on Thursday, so he he was sent home. But uh, they've got Carl Joseph, who's, you know, really trying to hold together the, the middle part of the defense. He's got a hamstring injury that kept him from practicing on Thursday. Um, that's another thing I'm, I'm looking at here. Ronnie Harrison out with a concussion. Odell Beckham out with illness. Um, Jarvis Landry with uh, hip and ribs injuries didn't practice. That those are huge pieces to this to this team. Kareem Hunt was limited, but I expect him to be good to go. Um, but th- those are all major pieces because they went and got these guys at safety to, to bring some some order to the middle of their defense. And Mac Wilson hasn't been having the best year two for them. You know he's coming back from an injury and everything. But uh, if one or both of those guys are 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 not able to play or aren't at full a hundred percent, I could see that being a major advantage for the Steelers passing game. Yeah, the, I mean, those guys weren't very good to begin with. And, you know, the, the, the Browns' defense has been atrocious on the back end. Denzel Ward hasn't had a good season. He's given up three or four touchdown passes already. Their other cornerbacks stink. Uh, the free safety enters Sandejo uh, stinks. Uh, might be the worst starting safety in the league. Uh, they're also missing Wyatt Teller for this game. 
I, I just think that the, the Browns are too beaten up in this game. I know it's their Super Bowl, and they're all excited about this. They don't have the horses to handle the Steelers in this game. Yeah, I'm leaning with you there when you, see, when you see all these. And you see the way that they're talking, too. Kareem Hunt saying that he, that he they want to win this one for Miles Garrett. I'm like, wait, what? Good luck with that. <laughs> I'm, but I'm like, what, what did Miles Garrett do? What happened to him? Like, what did, well, who accosted this man? <laughs> yeah, the, the, it just shows you how delusional they are in Cleveland. Um, you know, their schedule's not super tough. They're probably going to be a playoff team at this point. Uh, you know, the wins over Dallas and Indianapolis the last two weeks put them in a good spot here, but they also, it also got them pretty banged up. Uh, so I, I think it left them a little short here for this game. Um, as long as the Steelers don't turn the football over in this game, uh, Cleveland, you know, they've, they've thrived off of that. They've got 12 turnovers in five games. If the Steelers don't turn the football over and they haven't turned them over, turned it over much uh, thus far this season, Ben Roethlisberger taking very good care of the football, um, I don't see a path to victory for them. Yeah, I'm right with you. I look at this game and I see, you know, two aspects where these two teams' strengths come to a head. Um, one, of course, the Browns' running game, which has been gained, gained the most ground uh, yards on the ground um, in the league against the Steelers' rushing defense, which is the second-best rushing defense. Um, but then also the fact that the Browns have forced the most turnovers in the league with 12, and they're going up against Ben Roethlisberger, who's only thrown one interception on the season. Meanwhile, the Browns' passing defense is ranked 30th. Yeah, that's not good. Exactly. And this that, to me, shows me, Dale, that this is a team that needs those turnovers to be good on defense. And if they don't get them, they could be very susceptible to some big plays. Yeah, they are. Um, you know, the slot corner is not very good. This, this, the second corner is not very good. Ward's not having a good year. Uh, the middle of the field is wide open. Uh, tight ends have destroyed them this season. Um, I think they've given up uh, five touchdown passes and to tight ends already this year. I, I expect the Steelers to, uh, to exploit that. Again, don't turn the football over. Stop the running game. Force Baker Mayfield to beat you, and you should be okay. I agree. It seems, seems like some keys to the game right there, right there from Dale Lolly, getting you ready for this, for this weekend. We're going to take a quick break here. We come back, it's picks time. We're going to go through all of our picks for the games this weekend right after this. Carter here with Dale Lolly, um, and uh, uh, we are getting you ready for Week Six here. We've got the uh, we, we've got we've got a lot of games lined up here. No Thursday night football, and two games on Monday night football. 
Dale, let's let's get into these picks here. First of all, Bears at Panthers. Bears four and one. Panthers at three and two. You know, I think I'm, I'm going to go uh, with the Panthers in this game. Um, I think they're playing pretty well here the last few weeks. Uh, the Bears won a squeaker against Tampa Bay the other night. Uh, <clears throat> you know, on Thursday night. I don't know that uh, their quarterback situation will be able to exploit uh, with Nick Foles what the Bears or what the Panthers struggle with uh, against the pass. And so I'm going to go with the home team here. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that one. The Panthers, Teddy Bridgewater, I think it's gonna, he's going to be good. But Mike Davis, too, I think that they, they found some things that work for the Panthers. I'm not so, so not, not as sold on the Bears in this one, though I do think David Montgomery might get, it, might get himself some points because uh, the Panthers haven't been good at stopping running backs. But it should be an interesting game uh, to see how the NFC plays out there. Let's go to a game that's a little less interesting but could potentially you know, show where the Colts go. It's the Bengals at the Colts. Bengals 1-3-1, and one, Colts 3-2. and two. Um, Joe Burrow against Phillip Rivers, young versus old there. The, the Colts, of course, coming off a, a rough loss to the Browns last week. Do they double that up with a loss to, to another team from Ohio? No, I, I don't think that the, uh, the Bengals win this game, but I think they cover. I think they keep it close. I think it's like an eight-point spread. Uh, the Colts' defense is still pretty uh, daunting. Um, it can cause you some problems, and I think it will for Joe Burrow. Uh, Cincinnati's offensive line is not good. And so I, I think the uh, the Colts pull it out here, but it'll be closer than a lot of people think. Yeah, I think the Colts are also going to win this one. I like their defense. Um, I think they do – that the Bengals don't do enough on defense to capitalize on things the way the Browns did against the Colts. So I'm going to take the Colts here. A battle of not as interesting, though, a uh, battle of the Cats from two different uh, conferences. You got the one and three, the Lions, at the, at the Jaguars, who are one and four. Jaguars. I'm going with the Jaguars here simply because Gardner Minshew and I've seen more continuity from them. I just I don't know what to believe in either of these teams and Matt Patricia and the Lions. They also seem a bit lost. I'm taking the Lions. They've, they're coming off a bye week. What? They'll get it together. The Jaguars have been awful since beating the Colts in Week One. They've been terrible. Their defense stinks. Uh, I think that the the, the the Lions will have gotten their their uh, stuff together um, with the bye week, and I think they win this football game. The Lions? The Lions? Dale picked the Lions? <laughs> okay. Um, all right, moving forward. 0-5 Falcons at 1-4 Vikings. This is stink versus stink here. Falcons, of course, got a new head coach. Vikings got a win, but, you know, we got a lot of things looking at there. Dalvin Cook's out. I'm still going with the Vikings. Even with Alex Madison filling in at running back, the Falcons' secondary is too beat up. I think Kirk Cousins can uh, take advantage of that. Yeah, I'm going with Minnesota as well, even though I don't think they're very good. Um, they're good. I mean, this Falcons team is awful. Yeah, it's, it's rough for them. They're going to need to do a lot of rebuilding soon. Who knows? Maybe Julio Jones gets on the move at some point. Um, one and three Broncos at two and two Patriots. Uh, Cam Newton off the COVID list, if he's able to play in this game, I think it's a much easier game for the Patriots because he'll add some efficiency to that offense. Um, but even if he doesn't, even with Drew Locke back, I think that they cause – the Patriots' defense causes too many problems and uh, they, they're able to handle the Broncos at home. Yeah, Newton's going to play in this game, and I'm, I'm going with the Patriots. I would have gone with them even if he's not playing in this game. Uh, the Broncos just uh, – they're pretty beaten up as well. 
Yeah. Lots of injuries there. And now here may be the worst game of the week. The Washington football team at 1-4 and four at the 0-5 Giants. This is just pathetic. I'm going with the Giants in this one. I like a little bit uh, how they're playing a little bit more than I like the way the, uh, the Redskins are playing. Uh, the Redskins don't have a quarterback. That's an issue. And, you know, even though I'm not a, a huge Daniel Jones fan, at least he gives the, 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 uh, the, the Giants a fighting chance in this one. I'll take the uh, home team. Yeah, I'm taking the Giants. I, I feel like you could flip a coin here. I just I don't I don't believe in either team. It's just that's rough. But I'll take the Giants. Somebody's gonna win. Much like the uh, the kitty litter bowl that you, we talked about a little bit earlier. Somebody, yeah. Somebody's gonna win. Somebody, somebody's gotta win. Just flip a coin. Whoever stinks the least that day will get the victory. Now here's one that has a much better team involved. It's the four and one Ravens at the one and three or one three and one Eagles. It's the battle of the birds here. Uh, Ravens, of course. Uh, they bounced back from their loss to the Chiefs, um, and now they're looking to go strong. I think that they have the corners to handle, even if Travis Fulgham is able to have, you know, is still playing at a good level for the, for the Eagles. I don't think that they have enough to stand up to the Ravens in this one. I don't think that the Eagles will win this game, but I think it's going to be closer than people think. Mm. Uh, the Ravens are not playing good football right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, you know, Lamar Jackson, uh, that knee injury, he, he's not running the way he did last year. Right. And it's also affecting his passing in the pocket. Uh, he's, he's struggling some there as well. So their offense isn't as good as it was last year. Their defense is okay. It's, you know, it's, it's a Ravens defense. Uh, but I think Philadelphia's defensive line will help them keep this game uh, within that seven-and-a-half-point spread. I hear you there. Let's go to an AFC South battle here. Last of the one o'clock games before we come back to the Steelers game. Texans at the Titans. Texans got their first one without Bill O'Brien, but the Titans rolled on 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 uh, was it Tuesday night football, um, and they uh, they were able to get a big win. I know they they were they they were playing the victim card for themselves, saying that people they they hate us and that people are against us because you broke NFL protocols on COVID. But you know whatever. But I still think the Titans win. They've got a lot going for them right now, and I don't know when these historical punishments are ever going to come upon them. Yeah, I'm leaning towards the Titans in this one as well, although I think the Texans are uh, kind of a, a, a dangerous team. I mean, when you have Deshaun Watson, you can win. You can beat anybody. Um, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if they won this game with the Titans on a short week, uh, but I'll go with the home team. No, I agree, yeah, I agree with you there. Um, and I do also do think that the the, tight, the Texans could be a, a tough, a really – annoying team to face who's got a lot to prove down the line but I still don't think that this week is one of those weeks that they do that moving along to the four o'clock games AFC East matchup 0-5 Jets at the two and three Dolphins the Jets suck I'm just picking the Dolphins just because yeah it's hard to believe the Dolphins are a 10 point favorite against anybody but uh, they are in this game yeah here they are <laughs> the, the Jets the Jets are awful it's just true. awful they might be the worst team in the history of football I mean they are and we've seen some 0-16 teams over the past few years and they, they, they might be the, like the Browns that the Steelers were able to beat with Landry Jones at quarterback. They, that team might beat these Jets. Like this is Joe Flacco against Ryan Fitzpatrick, for God's sakes. I didn't even think about Joe Flacco. Jeez. This oh, was not 2010. Be... Yeah, seriously. Wow. That's crazy. That's wild to think about. Yeah, just picking the, picking the Dolphins just because they're at home. There's no way the Jets win this one. Um, Although I will be in Hard Rock Stadium this weekend covering Pitt versus Miami. Um, 
moving right along with the four o'clock games, a much more intriguing matchup here. We've got Aaron Rodgers and the Packers against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Packers 4-0. Buccaneers 3-2. But I'm sticking with the Packers. Aaron Rodgers has been on a tear this season. I think he continues it. And the Packers defense has quietly been decent this year. I think they do enough to keep the Buccaneers, Buccaneers contained. Yeah, I'm going to take the Packers as well. I think, uh, you know, the, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers losing uh, Vita Vea in the middle of their defense is going to show up big in this game. Yeah, I, I've, I've loved Vita Vea since he came out the draft. It's like that guy's way too big and athletic to be, to be nothing but a defensive tackle in the NFL. Um, moving along, we've got an NFC West matchup here. The Rams at the Niners. Rams 4-1, Niners 2-3. and three. It's the Sunday night football here. Um, I'm going with the Rams because the Niners are just hurt up and they benched Garoppolo and everything seems messed up. The Rams, they just seem to be on a much more straight track right now. Well, I think uh, I've gone with the uh, 49ers way too much this year. and They've, they've uh, kind of <laughs> done me wrong. So I'm going to go with the Rams as well. There you go. Learn, learn why you, why you're below me in the standings, sir. Uh, <laughs> We're even, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that's not two and one. <laughs> no, it's not. That's not how this works. That's not how this two works. One. No, two no, one. I'm up two games on you. That's how this works. These are, this these is these are COVID play. rules. These are COVID rules. What if games get canceled? We got we got to have different rules for this year. He said COVID rules. Yes, that's totally. There's no way we could have done this if we had. If, but we could. There's no way we could have given these picks to each other and stuck to the rules the way I'm giving them. Via Zoom. Like, this would have totally contaminated. Hey, if, if you hadn't tried to cheat the first week, I wouldn't care. But you tried <laughs> to cheat. So, it's 2-2-1. Two, two yeah, whatever. No, I'm up two games. Anyways. 2-2-1. Two, two <laughs> Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football. We got the Chiefs at the Bills. Both teams 4-1 coming off of losses in week five. Of course, though, the Chiefs just signed Le'Veon Bell. He will not be available for this game. He has to go through a lot of COVID testing and all this other stuff. But I think that the Chiefs, on the road, they're still going to be able to handle the Bills here. I, I think that Josh Allen's definitely got the talent to, to, to fight back. But Mahomes has just got a loaded offense, and they're going to be able to find some answers. And I think that eventually when Josh Allen tries to keep up, Honey Badger and that, that Chiefs defense is going to catch up to him and uh, create some turnovers to put the game away. Yeah, I'm going with the Chiefs. And finally, last game of the week here that's not the Steelers game, Cardinals at Cowboys. This one, to me, is easy. I'm going for the Cardinals. Andy Dalton's in at quarterback. He may be able to put up some points to the Cowboys, but just the threat that they have with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins and Christian Kirk, the Cowboys, I think, are one of the worst teams at stopping the pass in the NFL right now. This one, to me, proves to be a, 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 fire, a fireworks show for the Cardinals. I'm actually taking the Cowboys in this game. Chandler, what? Jones, Chandler Jones being out, it, it just makes a difference in this game for me. Uh, he's their only pass rusher. Uh, that Cardinals defense is not any better than Dallas's defense without Chandler Jones out there. I, I think the Cowboys win the shootout. Okay. Wow. Interesting call there from Dale. So our, our only splits on the week are he's picking the Cowboys. I'm picking the Cardinals. He's picking the Jack. He's picking the Lions. I'm picking the Jaguars. So, he has a chance to tie me this week. There you go. I'll go and ahead. <laughs> we're going to do this all season. <laughs> and finally, 
we we uh, we both pretty much said we're picking the Steelers to win. But Dale, give the people a scoring prediction or like and how you see this game playing out when you think the Steelers will be able to take over. I got the Steelers winning this one 30 to 23. Um, you know, I think that the uh their their offense will pretty much do what it wants to against the uh the Cleveland uh defense and I think the Steelers will slow down Cleveland's running game enough that uh you know they'll they'll put a lot on the Baker Mayfield's uh, shoulders and that uh, 25.6 passer rating that he has in the fourth quarter of games this year will cost the Browns in the end. I'm right with you. I got it 31-23 because I think there's going to be a field goal in that mix. Um, and I just, but I, I, I'm right with you. I think that there's some points that they get just in kind of garbage time. But um, I think that they cause enough problems to slow down Cream Hunt in the running game. I think Devin Bush comes up huge in this game because they're going to try to dump it down to Cream Hunt and he's going to be waiting for it. Uh, and, that, and eventually when it comes to that fourth quarter, you're going to see some turnovers happen and the Steelers put this game away. Um, and Ben Roethlisberger has a really good day against this team. I, I don't think there's any chance that the Browns get their first win at Heinz Field since 2003. I tell this stat all the time, Dale. There are 13, there are more than 13 Whippeal teams with more wins at Heinz Field than the Cleveland Browns. And to be a Whippeal team to win at Heinz Field, you have to play an entire season, go through an entire playoff system to get one shot in a year after doing all of that to play at Heinz Field, the Browns play at Heinz Field because it's mandatory every year, and somehow there's 13 teams that, are, that are, have got more wins at the stadium. There's no way that they, they win this game in my eyes unless Ben Roethlisberger gets hurt and a whole lot of other things happen. Um, but this, this is a game that I think the Steelers, to show everyone like, hey, yeah, you've been talking about the records of our opponents. Well, this team's got four wins, and, and, and they just caught the L. I think the Steelers move on to 5-0. and oh. Dale? Thanks so much for being on the show, my friend. Um, we are going to take one more break. When we come back, it's showtime. I'm going to go over uh, who's getting the game balls and some fantasy talk for the weekend. We'll get you ready for, for Sunday and all the football that's happened after this. All right, it's showtime here on the DK Steelers podcast. I'm your host Chris Carter. Let's get to talking as we do as we do showtime now. We're doing we're giving you three predictions for game balls for the Pittsburgh Steelers, which three players will play the biggest role in their win if they win on Sunday, and we'll also give you some top fantasy advice on matchups for this upcoming week. First game ball is going to the defense. I can see the defense have, having a big showing this this upcoming weekend. It starts with Devin Bush. Devin Bush is going up against Kareem Hunt, who's who's caught three receiving touchdowns from Baker Mayfield this season. Be on the look up, lookout for that. It's not just about Kareem Hunt running the ball. It's about him catching the football. Devin Bush has been very instrumental in the Steelers becoming the second best run defense in the NFL. He's also helped limit running backs in the passing game this, this year. The Steelers performing very well right now. They, I think Devin Bush, he needs to have a show of a game. The Steelers right now in fantasy football, they are they are ranked fourth in allowing production right now. They've only allowed one receiving touchdown to uh to, to running backs so far this year. That that that's a that's a huge number for them. I think Devin Bush comes up big in this game to be able to help the Steelers uh win that win that scenario. Um, 
But all, all in all, you got to look at the possibility of um, of, De- of, De- of Devin Bush coming through there. But it's not just him. It's going to be guys coming from the middle part of the field. And I'm going again to Stephon Tewitt. Stephon Tewitt is a player who... Uh, who, who's been? Who's been? He has three and a half sacks through four games. He's on a serious tear right now. I can really see Stephon Tuitt coming coming up, coming through in this game, having a having a sack or two on Baker Mayfield, and reminding everyone why he's so dangerous. But Stephon Tuitt, do be on the lookout for him. I think he's going to be wrecking shop in the middle of the field, and and I think after this, more and more people will be talking about him. I gave him a game ball last week. Let's see if he comes through it again this week. And on the offense. I know this again. This is rhetorical, but I'm going to Ben Roethlisberger. His efficiency has to be what beats the Browns in this game. He's got to be able to be delivered with the football. Know where the know where the Browns are trying to come from. Be able to pick at their weaknesses. And if Rodney Harrison and uh, along with uh, along with uh, um, Carl Joseph, if they are able to play, they're injured. They're injured and they didn't practice on Thursday. If he can pick at those safeties, it's going to make a long day for the Cleveland Browns defense. It starts with Ben Roethlisberger continuing to being a very efficient quarterback and being this, the the um, the comeback player of the year for the NFL, which I think he will end up being. Now for fantasy advice, we've got to get to some of the biggest matchups this, this upcoming weekend. We've got some we got some serious things to talk about here because you got you got some teams that uh that that have been that have given up a lot of fantasy points to to running backs and and everyone moving moving into this game. The number one team, of course, is the Carolina Panthers, and they're set to play the Bears. I'd give David Montgomery a good look in some fantasy football this week. They play it Sunday at 1 o'clock. I would certainly give him a chance in this game because he he looks like he looks like he's he could be he could be ready to go for the Bears. They keep the pressure off Nick Foles. The Panthers are really good at stopping quarterbacks in the passing game, but they haven't been great. They've been the the, the team's worst, the league's worst uh, fantasy f- fantasy defense against running backs. So be on the lookout for that. Other games here, of course, you know he's got to start Derrick Henry, but even this week it's going to be even crazier. The Texans are fourth against running backs. I can see that definitely as a problem moving forward for this team. Um, and, you know, look, looking around the league, finding some of the matchups that that could be there. You know, I I typically I typically look to um, look to the Cardinals just for DeAndre Hopkins, but I would also give a look at Christian Kirk or Larry Fitzgerald this week as a flex option. The Cowboys are one of the worst teams at stopping wide receivers in fantasy football right now. In fact, they're number two. They're the, they're the second worst defense at stopping wide receivers right now. I would certainly give that a look. I'd also consider starting all any Steelers receiver I had on the roster that was that was between Claypool, Juju, or Johnson. Um, maybe even Washington if you're in one of those 16-team leagues and you're just very deep. The Browns are right with the Cowboys. They've given up 39 points fantasy points per game to the wide receiver position. I can see this being another game for Ben Roethlisberger taking over and the t- and the team being able to take advantage of that situation. Um, also, also on that line, start. So I would go and start everybody, but you know, as far as far as receiver wise, in the Falcons and Vikings game, you've got the Vikings. They're the fourth worst team against fantasy res- receivers this year. They get a thirty six point nine points per game to wide receivers. The Falcons, same department, thirty five fantasy points per, per game to to receivers. So anybody, anybody you got that that that's a primary receiver for either team. Put them in the lineup, slap them in there. You know you normally got to start Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones anyways, but Adam Thielen, add him to the list. Justin Jefferson, the rookie for the Vikings, I'd start him as well in this this game. I can really see some big matchups 
coming from there this 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 upcoming week. Um, but you know, keep keep an eye out for for those matchups. Kyle Rudolph also might be a sneak in for the uh, for for Washington on the tight end position. A, a sneaky play that might be here and it might backfire on you. But this might be a gamble if you you might want to take a shot on Evan Ingram for the Giants. See if he can play against Washington. They are at the at the tight end position. Washington giving up fifteen point five points per game to to fantasy tight ends. That might be a, a soft spot for Daniel Jones to hit and get their try to get their first win of the season. I don't think they will get that first win. But we'll see how that goes. As always, start Mark Andrews. He's a starting tight end for the for the Baltimore Ravens. They face the Eagles. They're they're right behind Washington with with getting hurt up by tight ends. I can see really this being a chance for that for for the uh, for for the for the Ravens to pick apart the Eagles with their tight ends in this game. All right, everyone, that's the Showtime segment here on the DK Steelers podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the show. You heard all our predictions. Tune in on Monday when I'm coming back and I'm giving you a recap of the full game. We'll be talking all about what happened when the Steelers played the Browns on Sunday, 1 p.m. at Heinz Field. As always, if you're enjoying the DK Podcast Network, please subscribe, like, do everything you can. We're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts are hosted. Leave us a five-star review, a positive comment. Doing so on Apple Podcasts really helps out the show. Thanks again, everyone. Be back in your ears on Monday.